This is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for April 21st, and it's been 42 years to the day since the video game Missile Command arrived in arcades. Released by Atari and designed by Dave Thurer, this classic arcade title forced players to attempt to defend six cities as long as they possibly can from an ever-continuing deluge of intercontinental ballistic missiles. The only hope for the citizens in those six doomed cities is the player, who, with an abundance of steely nerves and the use of a trackball that controls the targeting reticle, must use the three fire buttons linked to three bases on the bottom of the screen to launch a limited supply of their own missiles to intercept the descending threats. To make matters worse, the threats from the game include more than just missiles, which can not only split into multiple directions, but can be launched from bombers, but also high-tech killer satellites that will deftly dodge the player's attack unless hit squarely with a well-timed missile launch. No matter how good the player is, however, there will come a point when the threats raining down from the top of the screen are just coming too fast to combat, and the game will end. Although Missile Command was very unique in that it gave the player a sense of accomplishment in trying to stave off nuclear destruction for as long as possible. But the outcome would always end the same. A simulated nuclear explosion turning the screen red and orange with the end displayed on the screen. Although acting as an electronic salve of sorts for the loss of those six cities, the player might get an opportunity to enter their initials as one of the best eight players in the arcade, assuming, of course, they had obtained a high enough score. But how did Missile Command initially come about? You might find it interesting to know that we have Gene Lipkin to thank, as was revealed in a 2013 Polygon interview by Alex Rubens with Dave Thurer and Crow programmer Rich Adam. A magazine article at that time concerning satellites got Lipkin to thinking that the subject might be ripe for a new game by Atari, and once Thurer was given the task of developing the game, the team got to work, creating what would become an arcade masterpiece. In a moment, on its way to becoming a hit game and pop culture icon, Missile Command causes one of its designers to suffer from vivid nightmares. Over the years since Missile Command was released, David Thurr related how much the arcade title affected him during its creation. He had recurring nightmares where he would be hiking and look up overhead to see the trails of nuclear missiles in the sky, realizing he only had scant moments left before they struck and wiped out everything and everyone. A not-too-uncommon fear for those generations that grew up during the Cold War, but it was this fear that led him and Adam to alter the direction of the game. It was Thurr that decided that Missile Command would not be a video game about retaliation with a nuclear arsenal, but emphasizing the act of defending the cities against an unknown enemy. In addition, the cities were originally meant to represent cities of California, as Atari was located in Sunnyvale at the time, with San Diego, Santa Barbara, Eureka, San Luis Obispo, Los Angeles, and San Francisco as the targets of the missiles. The team dropped that idea, and, judging from the sales of the arcade machines, that decision led to a far more global appeal. Early in the development of Missile Command, the game's designers eliminated a supply train that would restock players' missiles, forcing them to protect the train, as well as the cities as well as a radar system. Missile Command has shown up in more than a few popular films and television series over the years, perhaps best used in 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day, when a young John Connor and a friend are hanging out in an arcade mall. After all, the theme of nuclear destruction is pretty relevant to the Terminator franchise, right? 
That was by no means the first time you could spot Missile Command in a film, though. That honor goes to 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But even that movie was beaten to the punch when in 1980 the video game was mentioned in an episode of the popular television sitcom Barney Miller. And who can forget that 2008 episode of Chuck, which involved a made-up kill screen. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for April 21st. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.